everybody, and welcome back to Writing the Rapids, the show where I, Joe Balaki, talk to writers about writing, and very often those writers have been recommended to me by writers who have previously been on the show, or it's a rejoinder episode, like this one is. We have Kat Giordano back, and we're talking about her new book, Tell Me You've Earned It, out through Gobpile Press. Kat Giordano was born in Philadelphia, and it's been downhill ever since. She's the author of one other poetry collection, The Poet Confronts Bukowski's Ghost, from Philosophical Idiot in 2018, and one novel, The Fountain, 30 West Publishing House, in 2020. Kat is also the author of several embarrassing Twitter meltdowns. She currently lives in Lehigh Valley, where she spends most of her time playing video games and doting on her dog. When she isn't being an insufferable emotional exhibitionist, she can be pretty cool. And I can attest to that. If you want to help out the show, Writing the Rapids, which is this show, you can do so in a couple of different ways. Patreon.com slash NoisemakerJoe is a good place to go for recurring donations for a one-time donation. PayPal.me slash NoisemakerJoe. Or you can buy my book. It's called Tired. It's on Amazon. Or you can give this show the appropriate number of stars wherever you're listening to it, if that's a feature of wherever you're listening to it. Tweet about the show. Say nice things about me in public. It all helps. Now, without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Kat. First of all, is it preface or is it preface? I think it's preface if it's a noun and preface if, if it's a verb, but I'm going to be saying it a lot, so let's get on board. I've been saying preface, so okay. I think we can... I think preface is fine. And then if we're both wrong, at least we'll both be wrong in the same way. Sure. Um, great. Let me know in the comments below. <laughs> uh, or don't. Th- yeah. That's not really a, a, a podcast thing anyway. I I don't know. Follow me on Twitter. No, tell you what. No. Subscribe to the Patreon. Subscribe to the Patreon and then send a, a message through the Patreon. $10 a month only. And um, I'll read it six months from now. So I make sure that you're here to stay. Uh, so I think that that the... The preface, the preface, was um, very useful uh, in informing me how to read the book. Tell me you've read it. Um, because, so I, I read it immediately after I got it, which was maybe like a week or so before I read the book. Um, so I kind of had that to ruminate in my brain. Um, and then I read it. And then I reread the preface after I, I, I read uh, all of the poems to sort of like recenter the experience of the book, um, which is useful. It kind of made it like a concept album for me. Um, I think I think organizing poetry collections is something that's like way beyond my pay grade when it comes to like how people do it. Um, so I liked that it centered the book in a time and a place and a mood yeah um i'm happy you said that i putting the preface in was kind of like a last minute decision and a little a little bit came out of insecurity over what people would take from the book which i don't you know once once something's out of your hands um you know as an artist or whatever it's like you're not you don't really have control over what people take from it or what they decide to perceive about you or about your work. But for this, it just seemed very, it was very important to me to um, to put it in some kind of context, especially because 
I talk a lot about being like a confessional poet and I didn't want people to be like, oh, this thing you just put out in the year of our Lord 2023 is like shit that you did in 2022 and like this is who and what you are and there's no reflection going on and so yeah I'm happy that it that it kind of landed in in that way it sounds like yeah it it did um yeah having having the events of the book removed or the inspirations removed five years or whatever is I think I think useful um kind of in all those ways right so nobody's like what were you doing during the pandemic like seriously oh well, yeah i wasn't even thinking about that but uh, <laughs> but yeah that's i mean the rest of us were baking bread but holy cow um <laughs> and i think too that i have a hard time how do i say it so that it doesn't sound like a dig or something i have a hard time with confessional poetry because when I read something, I imagine how I would write something like it or like what I would feel, where I'd have to be, how I would do it. Um, and with stuff like that, like this book, I just I can imagine writing something like it and then like leaving it in a notebook forever. Um, and like clearly people like stuff like that. I mean, I read the book and I liked it. Like it's it's a good it's a good book yeah. of poetry. So like there is there is worth and there's value to it. But um you know, there's there's certain things that even Mr. <laughs> Experimental over here is just like, "Oh, that makes me feel too uncomfortable to put out," you know. Um and I I think kind of setting it aside for a while and letting it cook in the sands of time uh is good. Yeah, I'm glad I did that. Um, not to get too into the, like, I don't know. We, I mean, I think we're going to at some point, but, like, the personal, you know, lore behind the book or whatever. It was it was very much like I wrote it while I was waiting for my first book to be published. So there was, like, there's mm. also, like, the time uh, issue of, like, I don't really write like this anymore, mm-hmm. at least in my, in my head. Like, in my head, I've evolved so much. And so it's, like, it's definitely, like, I'm putting it out as, like, a, yeah like a concept kind of project where like I'm not it isn't about me anymore so it's not even the way that I would write these things now so like it doesn't feel like I'm I'm really like letting a lot of stuff uh go yeah because it's it's not me at this point it's like a construction or it's like my idea of myself at a certain time Um, and I think that's really what all what all confessional writing is like it's all a construct anyway. Like, I don't, maybe this is because I'm just super online, but like, I don't really feel like authenticity is like as possible as like we wish it was or, or we want it to be. And, and I don't know, I think this is just like playing with that to more of an extreme or like more of a, an, in a concrete way where like, obviously it's not myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking a lot of like Cavan's writing or like Sam Pink or or Noah Cicero, who you did publish, um, and that sort of thing. And like, I don't know, just sort of fitting in into that sort of realm of writing. It's almost for me as like 
the most vanilla person I know in real life to like, it's almost like a vacation, you know, to be like, <laughs> you know, if I had, if I had had my first beer at 16, like let's read some poems about, you know, what that would be like. Um, <laughs> which maybe is like not a great way to en- engage with people's like most makes you feel better. I had, I had my first beer at, at 18, so it's okay. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> good. That's that's still well, that's still legal, but that's that's fine on a European standard, I suppose. Exactly. I, I mean, I, I'm just I'm I'm I am slash was sheltered as well. I just uh again, it's a it's a construction, it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think I think the authenticity thing is is good to bring up. Um because I guess I haven't really like thought about it enough to put it into words. Um but like yeah, I think I'm I'm I think I'm okay with like us not trying to to do that anymore. Um I mean so so much of of writer twitter that i see right now feels like the diy punk scene to me of like people just saying you know whose money paid for that book jimmy was it your dad's um where it's just like yeah no that's you know i understand i understand the economics of it all and the politics of it all but like is the book good um yeah yeah i feel you there's also like i guess not to just like make this whole thing about other writers but like i feel like i felt this kind of like obligation um when you're writing confessional stuff about like like being shitty or like doing shit in your life that was like not great it feels like i don't know i don't want to become that person who's like oh like i did all of this like terrible stuff and it like turned into a good book it's like no i did all this terrible stuff and i made some bad decisions or whatever and i had a mental breakdown blah 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 blah. and then i waited several years decided how i felt about it made some kind of peace with it and then put out a book about it because to me that separation is kind of important like i don't want to be the person who and i think we talked about this like last time i was i was on very well probably did yeah. Like, I don't want to be like, I have to be self-destructive to make art, you know? And, and if I had put this out in 2018, 2019, that's, that's, that's what it would have been. It would have been me being like, oh my God, I'm like so mentally ill. And I like did all this shit. And here is, here is the direct product of that yeah. with no, like, I don't know, with no thought given to like it as a piece of art, if that makes any sense. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I like travel writing an awful lot. Um, and I think maybe that's like one of the few good examples of like method writing, right? Like yeah. go on a road trip, <laughs> meet some strangers, right. have, have a bar fight maybe, and then write a book. And like, otherwise, you know, take care of yourself, drink some water, stretch, uh, tell your mom, you love her. That's right. Sort of right. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, I want to, one, I was very terrified this book was going to be like only horny um, because it's sort of, <laughs> that's like part of the selling point is Almost. that there, there's some yeah. horny poems um, and, and there are. And I think I saw you tweet 
about like the MRI picture poem before because it was like already in my brain when I read it and I don't think it would have been there otherwise. Um, but one, that's a fantastic image anyway. Um, but I, I remember when we talked last time, we were talking about um, the fountain and I was like very uncomfortably talking about the blowjob scene. And um, so I was just worried that it was going to be a half hour of me sort of like trying to talk about it and not feeling comfortable asking a question without coming off as like any sort of bad <laughs> Um, a, do not worry about that. And B, that's really funny. <laughs> um, because, yeah, you know, like... Yeah. From my perspective, it's like... Um, I'm not equipped with, like, you know, the, theor- the theory. With, like, the knowledge of, like, how to I, talk <laughs> about these things. You know, it's like if I yeah. had some sort of, like... I don't know. if If I had... I don't know if you'd written a book about like radical feminism, right? Like a theory text, I would have come in with like a bunch of questions that I knew I had to ask very correctly to not be like the guy who's wait, what do you mean? You want to vote? Like, I don't understand. Um, (laughs) You don't want to be the guy who's in the DMS like, Hey, I read your book. So like how much of that really happened? Right. Um, Tell me in detail. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, yeah, I've, I've gotten, I've gotten that guy, you know, but it's, you know, at the, at the same time, I decided to put this book out and I wrote it. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not a super squeamish, so. Yeah, I, I am interested about that because you did, um, I assume that's you running the, the tell me you've earned it account. Yeah. Um, posting yeah. lines, which is, um, I think a good marketing idea for a poet. I, I think that's just a good thing to do. Um. But you've alluded to that experience being potentially harrowing. Uh, What with people? What are some... Give me some of the greatest hits. Um... Well, what do you mean? Like, lines? Yeah, like, what what, what are people in in the DMs of that Twitter account saying? Like, off the top of your head, what are are some of the best ones? Oh, I didn't... I didn't get um, any any DMs or anything. Oh, no? To that account. But just, I mean, when... Other, even, like, not even this book, but, like, even when The Fountain came out and stuff, I've had mm-hmm. people DM me being like, yeah, so I read your book, like, hey, was that, like, a true story? It's like, don't ask, come on, don't ask me that. Guy who, like, sees yourself as the guy in the book, it's like, you know. But oh. it is funny, yeah. Or, like, I did have, like, people DM me being like, oh, did I, have I earned it? Like, clear, clearly not. Um, I should just be like, yeah, you have to read the book first. It's, like, fourteen ninety nine or whatever. Yeah. It's, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not gonna take you all week i mean maybe it might take you some of you guys all week but uh but yeah okay that's fine i, I was hoping that you you'd have had some <laughs> no, i don't know like don't response poems in the dms or something no that would be amazing but unfortunately not i guess this is now the open invitation to uh <laughs> do not bother cat <laughs> you can bother me just just make it interesting and, and don't expect a response that's yeah <laughs> uh, um i really enjoyed the the list poems in here uh there's uh a list of things i desperately need to hear from others but out of necessity have chosen instead to say to myself um and then a few pages the later series of, confe- confessions. series of confessions yeah i enjoyed those an awful lot um Thank you. i don't really have a question behind those i just think that <laughs> those are very good poems so i 
Thanks. I, I like that um that bit. Um, I also thought April penis was very funny. Thank you. That's my favorite one. Is um, it okay? I think it's, it's one of it's one of two that I that I'm most proud of. I think that still hold up as like good pieces of writing that I like. I'm still proud of and stand on their own. It's that one and the um the frantic efforts to avoid real and imagined abandonment. I really I really love that poem. I feel like mm. that's like I don't know. I just feel like that's one of the best the best things I've ever written. I'm very yeah. proud of that one. Yes. So. I mean, we've we've talked about it a whole bunch that you wrote all these poems and then waited a while and it doesn't really seem at this point like it was like a super conscious effort to like I'm gonna put this in a box for five years and then take it out and 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 see um, but like so but now in in 2023 probably 2022 what what made you um, like how did you know you were ready? Um, some of it is like I, I had just kind of fully moved on from being preoccupied with some of, I mean, I'll never fully move on from being preoccupied with like, um, it, you know, the, the, the whole situation in the book, the preface says this, like I, I ended a long-term relationship. I lost all my friends. I had to move and it was horrible. And I felt like it took me such a long time to like, recover from that to a point where like there had been things that happened in my life that that weren't that or like that were were separate from that to the point where like I had actually moved on and it wasn't just going to be me like finding a new way to obsess over what happened um but I never really had a moment of like oh I'm ready to put this out it was like I have this whole ass like manuscript like sitting in my hard drive and like every few months I like look at it and I move two things around and I just happened to see the like god pile was was asking or like they were like asking for manuscripts and I think actually like Bram like like dm'd me and asked me if I had anything and I was like you know what I was like I, I do have something actually and I I didn't have high hopes that that anyone would would like it because I wasn't even sure at the time if I liked it or it was just kind of like something that I had to make um when I made it um, and, and yeah, like the rest is history, I guess. Hmm. Okay. I like that too. That, that is nice that it was kind of just serendipitous. Um, yeah, that just like, it just, it just happens. Cause I, I feel kind of like that's how a lot of like the grieving process is where like one day you just kind of wake up and you're like, Oh that thing that used to hurt doesn't hurt anymore. Okay. I, I guess I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'll enjoy a taco for lunch and it will be great. Right. Yeah. It's, it's interesting too, because like around the time it was like, this book came out January, but like in December, like one of the, you know, many people that, that I had cut ties with over events in the book that I had been, you know, imagining for years and years like maybe we'll reconnect one day and they'll talk to me and I'll like be able to say my piece and everything will be good like as I'm putting the book out and finally like making my peace with it this person finally reaches out to me and we were able to clear the air and it was like oh my god like this like whole thing is like tying up so neatly with a bow like I could not have imagined um that so that was just like it was it was really cool almost um, enough to make me believe in manifesting yeah right almost. and I feel um I don't know. I feel um, as much as like, I don't really believe in like the writing as therapy thing. I do feel like putting this out and like 
having it be something that sits in somebody else's house and not in my house. I mean, it is in my house, but you know, like helps me like, you know, move on a little bit more. Um, and that's not like what the intent was and that's a little cheesy, but I definitely feel like that's the, you know, like an unintended side effect that I appreciate. Yeah. Um, that reminds me, I think this will be the second episode in a row. I've mentioned the band, the Mars Volta. Um, but, uh, they had an album that they were making, um, around the same time they were like messing around with a Ouija board they had bought in Jerusalem or something like that. Um, and basically it cursed the album. And so they like made the album, like the vinyl cover, whatever, like a Ouija board. And then when they sold that off to everybody, they're like, okay, now it's your problem. It's all your problem. <laughs> That's what that makes me think of. Yeah. Similar, similar vibe for sure. Um, one of the things that strikes me about a lot of these poems is that like that like desperate those like first um like first bits of love that you get when you like find a new person um that feel like i don't know they're like so intense and frightening um and like intoxicating uh, that like really comes through well with these I, I think the fact that you like didn't go through and edit as an adult later um made it so that a lot of that is kept in there which is really nice because you know you can turn to that book turn to this book and feel that if you need to feel it without you know yeah leaving your wife or whatever um <laughs> And I, I think, too, this book also highlights the um, addictiveness of being sad. I don't think we talk yeah. enough, we, you know, people in general, about, like, how kind of addictive being bummed out is. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, it feels good to be tortured. Like, that's that's a soundbite. Um, yeah. <laughs> It feels good to, to, to be tortured and to sit in your apartment and be like, you know, I'm a piece of shit and I'm hurting everyone and I'm so hurt and blah, blah, blah. Like it's, yeah, it, it feels good. Um, and um, I'm happy I was able to sublimate it a little bit. Yeah. Um, at the time too. And one of the things, and maybe it's just because I'm in such a, such a stable point in my life currently um, but it didn't feel contagious, you know, because sometimes you'll read a book and it'll really mess you up for a couple of days. Like it'll just it'll scratch and hitch too hard and you'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna start drinking again <laughs> or something. Um, and and it'll, it'll really, you know, it, it go too far. Um, and I, f I feel like with the. I feel like you get to be in a, a unique position um, to sort of like see all those happy accidents um, that come about from like, what is, what is the writing going to do? Yeah, I, it's funny because I have like a couple, a couple books in mind when you, when you said that. And one of them is, um, but right before I decided to put this book out, I read um, Elizabeth Allen's Persona. I don't know if you've ever read that. I haven't. 
Okay, well, the book is is very um, it's like an auto fiction sort of thing, but it's also like about her writing a novel about being obsessed with someone, and it's very like raw and contagious in that way. And I think that's one of the reasons, like the things that made me feel like, okay, you know, the 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 whole conversation around her, whatever being what it is, I um. I read that book and I was like, oh, like if she can put out that and make me feel like this, then I can put out my thing. That's just kind of like about being obsessed with someone and like, yeah. And, and I am surprised that the response to it has been like, so um, like people have really like resonated with it because I was afraid it was so insular and so much like a navel gazing thing on my part that maybe that doesn't like connect to other people, but I was, I was totally wrong about that. And I, I've been uh I've been very handsomely rewarded for uh for like sh- for like showing showing hole as they say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I think that um how do I say it? Like it feels very much like going back and reading through old journals. But because they're not mine, I get to have the safe distance, right? I don't have to to reignite, like, the specific feelings. Um, But, like, I know what it feels like to to do something that, like, even in the moment you don't feel good about doing. And I know what it feels like to be infatuated with someone desperately. And I know what it feels like to be unsure about the future. Um, Like... So there we go. Like, and I guess that's just like, that's what poetry is supposed to do. It's supposed to make you feel good feelings or, or, you know, feel strong feelings, um, and reinvestigate feelings. And so it did it. I'm glad. And there's, you know, I don't know how much time we have, but there's the whole, like the whole, uh, personality disorder of it all. Um, which has also been interesting to me because I know that, um, you know, the extent to which I feel some of these things is probably not the same mm-hmm. as the extent to which like people reading feel those things or, or that I could ever really put in into words. And at the same time, it's, it's pretty clear that like, you know, being obsessed with someone and doing things you regret or, you know, to those ends and, and whatever, that's not a, that's not a, a, pathological um experience that's that's pretty universal and that was also like kind of important for me to like not just put this out and then beat myself up over like look at all this crazy like borderline shit that I did in 20 or not 2023 in uh whatever like 2018 like it's not really that yeah it doesn't have to be that um so that was that was cool yeah it's certainly a universal thing i'm not familiar with the symptoms um like you like a quick a quick primer sure yeah go for it okay so um again i'm not a phd or whatever but i i am a bp um anyway (laughs) (laughs) so it's, it's basically like characterized by um you know you you fear abandonment so you you kind of see it in everything like you're always thinking that the the person or whatever is, is going to leave you and causes like intense emotional reactions. Um, 
self-harm uh, in some cases. Um, basically, you're just kind of like a walking open wound anticipating abandonment and seeking reassurance to the point that you kind of bring it on yourself. Um, and it's very difficult to climb out of that hole. And uh, obviously it's, it's pretty stigmatized. So it's, and it's something that I'm still kind of like reckoning with in terms of like how much I, I, I want to identify myself with something that I'm trying to improve, you know, but, uh, but yeah, at the time that I, that all this stuff was happening, I was like full blown, not really any self-awareness, what I was doing, why I was doing it. And so like idealizing a person and getting so swept away that like nothing else matters to you. And then like, you know, being like s masturbatorily sad about it um, for months and months on end. Like, yeah, that's, that's the experience. Mm. Um, and that poem, the like frantic efforts to avoid real or imagined abandonment, that's one of the symptoms word for word in the DSM-5. Oh, interesting. So that's why it's called that. Okay. That sounds rough. <laughs> that doesn't yeah, sound I, fun. I, I don't really like, I don't really struggle that hard anymore most of the time. Um, putting words and labels to it has made it easier for me to, to separate those things from myself. Like your thoughts are not you, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, and um, so I, I'm not, I'm not totally in the throes. Obviously I have my moments and stuff, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's cool to know that the things I associate with like just being a, having such like a stigmatized thing that I have to carry around are not unique or as unique to me as as like I think they are or sometimes want to think they are so yeah not a lot for me to put this out actually good I I think that um it seems like a lot of mental illness stuff is kind of like that one way or the other thing where it's like well everybody's disappointed when they wake up in the morning right and it's like no dude that's unhealthy <laughs> like please find help or like oh i'm the only one who feels this way mm -hmm. um whereas it seems like at least for a lot of the ones that are currently being worked on um in in the culture to destigmatize it seems like it's a lot of like too much of one thing or not enough of the other thing and working to to balance out but like yeah yeah, it's naming something and kind of understanding what it does is useful because you can, if you're aware of your thoughts as they're happening, then you can point to it and be like, aha, I, yeah. see, I see you. I see what you're doing. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, something I didn't, I didn't understand what this was for a long time, but like when I was, you know, a teenager and I went through a breakup for the first time and I was told that I was like very clingy and codependent or whatever. And then I went back and I was like listening to music and stuff. And I was like, this is bullshit. Every love song talks about feeling these things, you know? And like, and they're allowed to have these feelings and I don't get why they're having these feelings and then I have them and it's wrong. And it took me so long to understand that it's not that it's wrong. It's that like, they're describing like this very acute, like dramatized version of an experience that like I have and it like totally consumes me and I project it onto other people. It's, there's a very like, it's like you have to kind of thread the needle and be like, yeah, like I'm having a universal human emotion, but the way that these um, work for me, if I'm not like 
actively working on myself is like destructive and yeah and, and putting the book out of the same way like here's a here's a dramatization I guess you might think of, of certain feelings, but in the moment that's like, you know, I actually do like feel like a dog, you know, that you, that is like begging to be let into your house. Like it's, it's very acute. <laughs>